morning, afternoon, everybody. Nice to see you up and early, bright-eyed, and bushy-tailed with the state of basketball here. The big man in the middle. You know the man, the one. We're kicking it. Hey, what's up, bro? Good morning. Afternoon. What's going on? <laughs> what's going on early afternoon? Yes, time changed a little bit today. Uh, got some very interesting football games on today. Plus, uh, I think I'm going to venture out into the jazz kitchen. Get a oh, music. jazzy. Yeah, jazzy little. dinner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is awesome. Hey, well, that kind of brings up a point. You know, I kind of like the time. And, you know, our football is starting to dwindle down. Uh, college football is done, said, and over with. Um, uh, pros is hitting the playoffs. Um, so the games are going to not going to be. I think this is the last week of one o'clock games. I think yeah. uh, next week the games are four. So um, I'm good with going to noon every day because the NBA games come on at one. Or do they come on at noon? Uh, noon or one, to be honest. I'm not sure. I know it's around that time. It's either one or the other. All right. So I feel that we should go on maybe a half hour before the game starts. Uh, definitely something. Just uh, work with my sleep schedule and we'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> it's just an idea. You know nah, what I mean? No, nah, I get it. Definitely. Yeah, because I mean, because it's different. I mean, the, the NBA games come on quick, fast, and a hurry on Sunday. And right. I think it's a good day. Uh, for us to debut our picks. Now, if we go on later, well, I guess we could go on before the end of a game. That way the pick, or we just don't pick the first game. We pick all the games after the first game. I like it. It's a good idea. We'll yeah, talk. About we'll it. figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. See, that's what happens. You know what I mean? You have communication. You talk about it. You figure it out. And then you get a result. As <laughs> long as we uh, can put out a good product for the people, we're good. Sounds great to me. So, um, I mean, we got a lot going on today, so I guess we better uh, freaking jump right in it and go, you know, balls to the wall. So, we'll start off with, uh, <laughs> we'll start off from the elbow, brought to you by Rogue Energy Drink Mix. When you order, you make sure that you use the BW Sports 1 promo code and get 10% off of your next purchase rogue energy drink mix that stuff is pretty good man we got a sample pack and i was shaking that shit up <laughs> <laughs> felt a little I, I like the ones that had the electrolytes and all those things yeah. you know I me mean? i'm you not gotta, really you gotta keep your body hydrated gotcha. yeah i'm not really into the real energy shit i don't need no energy i'm 47 years old i'm not trying to do shit real fast <laughs> <laughs> slow and steady where's the race <laughs> yes sir uh, got to keep my ticker up there because that's the, the stuff. So um, first off, we got high school. Um, I know is high school is big basketball here in Indiana. Uh, the girls have been at it for a while. The boys have really started to get in uh, to their season um, real tough. I think the girls got about, uh, I think, three weeks left before they go to sectionals. Uh, but the reason why I mentioned um, high school basketball uh, today um, one of Mac's uh, good friends, a young lady that I've watched play basketball since fourth grade, um, Ashlyn Shade. If you're from Indiana, you've probably heard the name. Um, if you haven't, you don't watch basketball of any type, shape, or form. Um, she is the number three rated player um, in her class in the country. 
uh, number one player in any class in Indiana. Um, and she committed this week to the University of UConn. So uh, congratulations to Ashlyn Shade. So that's what we got for um, high school. Oh, yeah, and Carmel's on the seven-game winning streak. Just listen you know. <laughs> Well, yes, I definitely uh, concur. Congratulations to her and all the young people uh, who were fortunate enough to get uh, scholarships to uh, play the game that they love and, and grown up playing. It's an awesome opportunity. I know you and I were fortunate enough to receive scholarships and it just, you know, the burden it takes off our parents and the opportunities that we have due to, you know, the game that we love. So uh, my advice is, is just own it. It's um, get everything you can out of it, educational wise, experience wise, and um, just enjoy it. Yes. Please enjoy it. <laughs> I mean, it's work. I mean, you got to do work. Oh, yeah. It's a job. You got to. I mean, you got to work. But please enjoy it, man. College is a is a is an opportunity that not everybody is fortunate to uh, have the opportunity to to do. Um, and then being able to play a sport in college is another luxury uh, that sometimes you take for granted. You don't really appreciate it until it's twenty years past. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah have fun you know i mean there's a lot of a lot of kids around here getting gives making commitments and um i like it man especially when it's the ones that you've seen right. work at a young age and you watch them grow and grow in the game and grow as uh young men and young women uh it's pretty cool i so, concur there you have it and carmel's on the seven game winning streak <laughs> i don't know i i, I... I, I'm sorry, North Central here. So, uh, I'll just hey, that. <laughs> listen, North Central is the favorite for uh, was it four A or is it five A for basketball? I believe it's still five, right? I think it's five for basketball. It's six for football. So, I think it's five for basketball. Yeah, they're still uh, to me should be the clear cut favorite to uh, to win state. Now I know Westfield has a really good team. You know what I mean? Alyssa Crocker, who's a Michigan commit, is is cash money. She's uh, filling her groove. She's Zionsville is pretty good with Layla. Um, for that class, uh, obviously you can't count out Ashland and Noblesville. It's a really good team. You know, uh, Carmel can be a sneaky team because of their best player coming back healthy from her injuries and looking really good. I think she had uh 18 last 19 last night before she didn't sit they didn't play the fourth quarter because they were up 30. <laughs> i just put that out there again another shout out <laughs> but um no, the girls central looks good man uh tanya welsh obviously she's a miss basketball candidate this year for her senior year she's a thousand point scorer at north central Really good. You got a junior at Ava Couch that is a utility player who does everything good. Nothing great, but everything good. And then you got uh, a senior at Destiny Hooks. I think she put up 32 uh, last week with two game winners. So um, she's she's like, I think she actually won player of the month, is uh, player of the week last week too. So uh, really good for North Central, but they can't let Brownsburg beat them like they did last year. Yeah, it's almost – it was sad because they came in, they had uh, all the tools for success, but unfortunately putting it together in game time, uh, you never know. <laughs> I 
I, I hear you, son. I hear you. <laughs> He's another North Central alumni running around here. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're heavy. They're heavy. All right, so let's move on. Um, not a whole lot with NCAA. Um, a lot of big losses. Um, men's side, you had, I think, what, four or five of the top ten lose this past um, couple days. Same on the women's side. You know, a couple guys that took um, – couple ladies teams took some L's but on the men's side was really pressing as you had two top five undefeated teams both lose twice this week well that's just coming into that time of year right the teams are finding their identities uh I'm not sure how many of the players were out due to whatever their situation may have been but it's a time where everyone's coming together like we talked about last week your conference play is now coming into uh coming into play to where your your competition may be a little more uh, uh, capable than uh, those uh, non-conference games that the AD schedules for the team. So I'm sure that has something to do with it as well. So I like it. Uh, it shows diversity uh, in the league this year, the college league this year, and it shows that uh, March should be very, very entertaining. March is going to be very entertaining because there's a lot of good schools. Uh, Baylor was number one. They lost twice. Uh, they, they lost last night to Oklahoma State. Um, let's see. USC was undefeated in the top five. They lost twice. Um, Oregon put up 115 points. I mean, UCLA put up 115 points yesterday. You know what I'm saying? Michigan State was the hottest team in college basketball on the seven-game winning streak. They take an L to Northwestern yesterday. You right. know what I mean? And – Michigan basketball, <laughs> oh, my God, we can't have all three of them good at the same time. You know what right. I'm saying? <laughs> the girls are playing great. And I was right. in, I think she put up another double-double um, last week. They're back on track after that loss. But, the man, the men just cannot get right on top of uh, COVID uh, issues that they had the last week and a half. Yeah. Uh, it's sad. Still, still my team still down with Juwan. Uh, but yeah, definitely my expectations, uh, after last year were definitely not this. Oh no. <laughs> he is, uh, he is coached long enough to get me like as a fan, I'm a realist. I feel like you've known that throughout the years. I will cheer for you, but I will also tell you what's, what I feel is the truth. I won't make up a lot of excuses for my teams. I tell them what I feel they need to do. And, uh, it's, he needs to step up. These kids need to come together. And uh, I feel like it's an identity thing with them as well. I'm not sure they're got their identity together yet. Oh, it's a huge identity thing for them. You know what I mean? Um, I know the COVID shit had a lot to do with it the last couple of weeks, you know, in guys in and out of the lineup. But they weren't playing good basketball before then. I mean, you got right. a, um, a All-American, a, um, well, a preseason All-American in Hunter Dickinson, and then you got a uh, preseason um, Player of the Year candidate in the Big Ten and nationally in Hunter Dickinson as well. But he's not getting the touches. Um, I mean, and when he's getting the touches, he's not being as dominant as he was last season. I don't know how much those guys who left for the NBA played a big part in maybe not so much the scoring, but more of the leadership. Um, right. Lil Wagner and especially Livers, you know what I'm saying? He didn't play a whole lot towards the end, but his leadership – showed right. you know i mean on the floor i mean and eli brooks is doing what he can but it's just a whole lot of young guys 
You know what I'm saying? That just haven't figured out what college basketball is about. You know, man, I hope they figure it out before they don't get a chance. Right. Before you have to. Because <laughs> the Big Ten is tough, man. Purdue it might is. be looking kind of sloppy right now, but that's a good team. Michigan State's a good team. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Illinois is a good team. Wisconsin's a good team. <laughs> like, we got good teams in the league, right? In uh, and, the Big Ten right now. And the average teams are good teams. Like, you took a, like, Northwestern. If you don't come to play, Northwestern's like second in the Big Ten and rebound team rebound in that behind Michigan State. And they just dominated Michigan State on the boards yesterday. You know what I mean? So, hey, the Big Ten is a big league. Mm-hmm. It's all about that. Them rebounds is huge because it gives you possessions, and that's what the game is all about, to limit your opponent's possession while you have multiple uh, possessions. So rebounds is key in that. Yeah. I, I, I'm not worried about Juwan just yet. I think he'll get it down. He's got a lot of young guys. You know what I'm saying? I think Eli Brooks and the transfer are the only upperclassmen on that team. You know what I'm saying? Um, I did see DeJulius playing the other day uh, at Cincinnati. <laughs> Like, oh, it's the Julius. That's unfair. Um, let's see. Anything you got on NCAA? Uh, that's it for today. Uh, I was gonna mention the same thing. A lot of top teams getting uh picked off, which is interesting, and, and looking forward to uh. A uh, good end of the year conference party leading up to the conference tournaments, leading on to the big boy, to the big show. Yes, the big days. Let's go. Get it. All right, let's jump over to the chicks. I know that is not profound language. But I don't give a shit. I'm an old ass dude. You know what I mean? Aren't she blunkered is what the wife calls me. <laughs> no ill will <laughs> intended. None. You know what I mean? I treat everybody the same. I would talk about <laughs> The rainbows, I would talk about the, the little stars, I hit the brothers. I'm an equal opportunist. You know what I mean? If you give me a stereotype to go at, I'm going at it. <laughs> but anyway, that's beside the point. Uh, WNBA basketball. Only thing I got right here is the top 20 free agents because, you know, their season will be um, starting, uh, what, about two months? Yeah. Is that about right? About two months. So they're getting ready to get started on their training camps and their free agency talks. I think their shit just opened up. I did see because I follow Liz Cambage on Instagram. I did see she got her work visa uh, to leave Australia to head back to Vegas. Yeah, who Australia she- is hot right now with these visas. Uh, who they let in, who they letting out. Uh, what is uh, the tennis guy? Uh, Novak Djokovic. Yeah, yeah, Djokovic. They they hit him up twice. Now nah, you can't come in. Listen, <laughs> you come in they gave you they gave you a small opportunity <laughs> to get in on the first one. I think he did something. I think he did something he wasn't supposed to do from a non-vaccinated person. And so they yanked your shit. Yeah, it's real out here. <laughs> real out here. Man, we don't care. Not playing. <laughs> hey, we hey we're our own country. We don't have to abide by your country's rules. Right. We got our own standards. We got our own standards. You know what I'm saying? And we care less about you winning the Grand Slam. (laughs) You ain't from here anyway. (laughs) I don't give a shit. Go win the French. (laughs) Oh, man, that's crazy. But if we dive into that, I mean, do you think you know any of the um, the top free agents for uh, the, um, the ladies? I do not. 
All right. Well, obviously, we were just talking about Liz Cambay. She's one of the uh, leading people um, who are free agents for the ladies. Uh, Jacquel Jones, who is the reigning MVP um, for the ladies at the UK, uh, the Connecticut Sun. She's a, the number one uh, free agent available uh, right now. But then you got a lot of names in there. Brianna Stewart yeah. is a free Stewie. agent. Yep, Stewie. Stewie. Um, Vegas has a couple. Um, free agents that they need to address. Liz Cambage is one. Um, Asia Wilson is the other. No um, Wilson. Yep, and she's talented, man. <laughs> she's a tough yeah. chick. Um, I think um, who are we talking about? Seattle, the Seattle, um, the Seattle Storm. Her, uh, Brianna Stewart, and um, point guard been playing. Sue Bird. She's Sue a free Bird. agent too. Really? So yeah. She says she was coming back, and she's a free agent. So I don't see either one of them leaving Seattle. But those are some of the names that uh, that are popping up um, for free agents with the defending champs, the um, Chicago Sky. You know their backcourt, Vandersloot, and um, the other uh, young white girl, the married couple. That's their backcourt. They're both free agents. So obviously, I feel like they'll <laughs> go to the same place. Obviously. <laughs> yeah <laughs> not gonna see how that's gonna work <laughs> but i'm anxious to see um how that the free agency market is going to play out obviously we're going to pay more attention to the wnba as the season gets closer to hand so but that's what we got for right now to pique their interest with the ladies good deal good deal uh so i guess it is time for a good old commercial because we're gonna get into our nba stuff which is super exciting but we got something new for the people today that happens with across our social media sites um on our twitter page and on the bw sports um page we be just like on the football side we do the elite performance social media question of the week so this is something that I put on both the Twitter and Facebook account that we can conversate throughout during the week and then discuss it uh, when we get on the show. So for this week's question, I'll give you that con- that question uh, when we come back from break. And then that's what we'll discuss uh, throughout the week on our social media sites. Uh, so I'm going to stop rambling on now and get to our commercial. Every time that commercial airs, I always want to point out the fact that those are Dan's calves. <laughs> <laughs> He's calfed it up. He's a calf model. <laughs> wow. A nice yeah. calf model. <laughs> I think there's a market for that, you know. Uh, he's gonna find it if there is. <laughs> Phil, I think Phil Nip, Phil Mickelson, lefty, should be leading that thing. Have you seen that guy's calves? 
Unfortunately, I have not been Lord have privy mercy. to this man's cast. <laughs> Listen, I, mean, I watch a lot of golf. I do. I do. I watch a lot of golf that I probably shouldn't be watching, but I do. And when Phil plays in those charity things and he got the shorts on, man, Phil, hey, Phil be walking. <laughs> but anyway, so if you want calves like that, you can go over here to Elite Performance. Our good friend Zach Dyer over at Elite Performance. He'll get you in that Elite Performance shape. Uh, 765-499-1005. And that brings up our Elite Performance social media, our NBA Elite Performance social media question of the week. Brought to you by Elite Performance, where performance is done the elite way. All right. So here's our question. All right, we're up to All-Star Week. We're getting getting ready for All-Star Week coming up here soon. So all the voting is coming in. And I know if you've seen some of these ridiculous names that are on these voting lists because of just the name. So my question is, where is my question? There it is. My question is, should the van should the fans have so should the fans vote have so much control over the All-Star voting? So I will say this. They should not if being an all-star is a part of a player's contract. For the I'm cool with the players have are with the fans having control because ultimately they are the ones paying the money. They need they they this is their opportunity to see who they want to see. In that aspect, I'm good with it. The fact that I have a little trouble is if your contract dictates you get a certain amount of money due to being an all-star, then we might want to revisit and not let the fans take so much uh, control over. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. And my response to you is we should have two different games. You know what I mean? And I I never thought about that until this second. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? I never thought about that until this second. I'm like, you know what I mean? The fans, yeah, they should have some say. I had a scenario that I'll tell you about here in a second I was talking to the wife about yesterday. The fans, I get it. You know, you want to see the people that you want to see in the NBA in, in this type of environment. That's fine. So let's do an all-NBA celebrity game and then an all-star game. Because the all-stars, to me, means that your production on the court grants you special recognition, not just because the fans want to see you. Hint, Kyrie Irving. Hint, um, there's another one that was out there that I just can't think of the name right now. Two dudes, one Kyrie was the uh, issue with him not playing. Right. <laughs> not the reason why. But you're not playing. So how can I vote you in an all-star game when you're not giving me any production? And then there was another one whose name was really high, but it just doesn't like Russell Westbrook. That was it. Come on, man. Really? You think yeah. his production he is, is really not making an all-star him? right now? No. That's not. my point. You know, but yesterday my scenario, my idea was break it down like the NFL does. The fans get a fourth vote. The coaches get a fourth vote. The writers and press get a fourth vote. And was it the fans, coaches, writers, players all get a vote. So you get the skills, you get the fan vote as in who I like. And then the other three 
kind of clean that up. And I think that's what they should do in the NBA. No, definitely. Uh, like I said, as long as uh, that is a factor of uh, players' contracts, uh, it should. It definitely should. Um, as well as being all NBA, first team, second team, all that is the writers. And I'm not sure how I feel about that because writers can be a bit spiteful or people in the media, right? If they felt like they were shunned or uh, you heard, um, uh, and I know we're going off sport, but you heard Aaron Rodgers, the guy that got at him because he felt like he wasn't handling the pandemic the right way, saying he's not going to vote for him. Well, guess what? This is not a popularity contest. This is uh, something you're supposed to be voting for on the field things, not off the field things. So things like that, I, it's, it's tricky. Um, to be honest, I don't feel like any of this stuff should be a part of their contract other than just their personal stats or if they make the playoffs or if they get MVP, maybe MVP. Uh, but outside of that, it really shouldn't. All those things should not have so much power over a player's uh, opportunity to uh, make money. Yeah, I think with the money aspect, I think they should all be bonus, bonus incentive. If you do this, this is the the like a like a like a like the play like the NBA like the NFL, you know. If you or were not so much the NFL, yeah, the NFL. So if you and I think they kind of some players have this shit structured in. If you do this, but I think majority of them is like if the playoffs, like if we if the team makes the playoffs, here's your hundred thousand dollar bonus. Everybody on the roster, you know what I'm saying? Right. We make the AFC Championship game. Here's another hundred thousand, you know, bonus for everybody. You know, we win, we get the Super Bowl, we make to the Super Bowl. Here's a five hundred thousand dollar bonus. You know, right. I mean, to everybody like if we're we making win that, uh, AFC or NFC, winning the NFC AFC championship game. Yeah, you know what I mean. You win the Super Bowl, hey, everybody getting the ticket. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's how you do it. I mean, it actually helped the owners out in the long run when you're structuring these contracts. Right. So an incentive base, a team sport. So if you push this narrative, then we all do it. So, you know, I mean, I think in the NBA is a little more person to thing type deal. So you can do it the same way. You know, what I mean, here's our team rules. If a player makes an all-star team, here's a hundred thousand dollars. But that's <laughs> but that's the thing, is it goes into what one has to do to make that all-star team. Because like kind of like what you're saying. You could not play. You can uh, just, if you make it, if you may not be a fan favorite, but your uh, attributes dictate or your, you know, the the way you're playing dictates you need to be on that all-star game. Like, that's why I'm saying a lot of people outside of the game have control over people's uh, possible earning, uh, earning possibilities. Right. That's why I say you take that out of the equation. Don't factor okay. it into your contract. Make okay. it a team thing. Like if if you like our team rule is if a player makes the all star game, all star team off our team, we'll give you a hundred thousand dollars. OK, but how does one make that? all? I mean, I'm still on. But no, that's a, but there is no there is no how one is if it's, it's several. I think you I think you're trying to mix the two. I'm not. If you make the all star team by what? NBA. By what? But how, do you make an all, but how do you make an all-star team is my, still what I'm asking. However how they make it, it right now. I'm not changing so the all Okay. I'm okay. not changing the I'm rules wondering. right now. I'm just saying what it is. Like to take the, the – I'm not dealing with how you make the all-star team. Okay. I'm dealing with the contract. So okay. if your contract says 
if you make the all-star team, you get $500,000. I'm saying take that out their contract, how you Got structure you. their contract. Got you. Yeah, like if you play for our team, any player on our team, regardless if you Kevin Durant or who's a scrub on that team, Blake Griffin. You know, if you <laughs> – Why you <laughs> – Hey, man, he can jump over the hood of the car like no one else. <laughs> at a diagonal, at, a, at an angle. <laughs> You know what I mean? And about 10 years ago. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Doing an angle. But you see what I'm saying? Like, if anybody makes it, this is what you get. Regardless of whoever you are, regardless what your contract is, this is it. And then keep it moving. That way it takes the people, you know, takes it out of their, their factor. Like, hey, man, I need to make the All-Star game for me to really get my contract. If you're not thinking about it, you you know what I'm saying? Then it, it just happens. Right. Uh, so that was a question, man. I dealt with that way longer than I wanted to, but that's not a big deal. That's not a big deal. But uh, while we're in here talking this before we go with some games, KD leaves a game hurt last night. Yes, MCL, I believe they're saying. Yeah, they're doing an MRI today. Um, yeah, so that is very uh, interesting. That goes back to, and I was thinking, man, I don't know if I just don't have the memory. Do you feel like in the nineties? Uh, the all-star players were getting hurt like this. Not at this like, rate. They were they players. Played more. They were definitely players. Right. They played more and they didn't get hurt. And or they were we unhealthy. didn't hear about it. Or they just played through things a little more. Because um, I was like, man, I can't. Like, I remember Jordan early got hurt. After that, I don't ever remember him being hurt. Magic, I don't ever remember him being hurt. Larry Bird, hey, yeah, I remember Jordan. laying down on the, on the parquet, but other than that, I really don't remember these guys being hurt. Jordan played 82 games, I think, like eight times. I just don't remember. <laughs> and maybe it's because I didn't have cable at the time, you know. So the only games I really got to see were either Pacer games that came on, you know, 59 or 4, uh, Channel 4, or uh, your your weekend games. The, the da -na 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 -na, you know, NBA on NBC. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so that was all really I had. So those Monday night, Tuesday night games, I wasn't privy to see it. So maybe that could be it. And then again, those Monday night and those Tuesday night games weren't on back then either. You That's what I'm saying. I never games. saw them. Yeah, but they weren't on. You're like, I had cable. <laughs> And they weren't on, you know what I mean? Oh, okay. They weren't <laughs> you on. Like, you just had TNT on Thursday. You just had that, you know what I mean? It was just what, what sprinkled in, you know what I mean? <laughs> and as we got older, more games became available. But, yeah, it was like, mm, that's why you was mad at church on Sunday. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You get home at 4.30 and you don't miss the first game and a half. But see, those are the times. See, I was fortunate enough. My dad, Catholic, my mom, apostolic. So uh, I went to uh, the hour Catholic church. Yeah, I went to the Catholic church. <laughs> I went to the hour. <laughs> Let's just say it. <laughs> I knew what time I was leaving. <laughs> oh, yes, that's hilarious. But, uh -oh. um, so, yeah, we he unfortunately is hurt. Uh, we'll see how long before he gets back, but that's what I thought about. Um, did you hear about the trade? Uh, one second. Here's our old good friend, Big Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Say it oh. with me now. <laughs> 
Oh, shit. That's hilarious. Well, you guys are outstanding. I can't wait to watch this game, man. You guys are outstanding. <laughs> What's going on, Big Ben? Nice to see you, bro. Um, Now, back to the trade. Yes, I got a note for that. You're talking about... um, Yes. Yes. Reddish. Yes. I don't know yet. It sounds good, but I don't know yet. I want to know why Knox came in on... Like, he had a great NCAA... Uh, run came into the league, he showed promise, and then I immediately forgot about that guy. Like, what happened to not like, was he hurt, or uh, is I, he just not fulfilling his potential? Or I'm not sure what it was, but I really had high hopes for him coming out of uh, uh, coming out of college. Well, he was supposed to have hopes. I mean, he was a very athletic player. He had a nice clip from the outside, you know, had a good uh, good lift on his boing when he would go to the rack. You know what I mean? So you thought that he would be a decent, a decent NBA player. It's like he had a good rookie year, and then it was just <laughs> just what? You know what I mean? So um, I don't know. You know, sometimes you need a, a – a, a fresh new spot. I mean, I hate to give your boy uh, some credit, but a new spot is making Wiggins look good. So yeah. maybe it can be the same thing for mm. both Reddish and I think, uh, not. I think uh, with Wiggins is definitely the culture that he walked into. Uh, I feel like culture is huge. Locker room, pre- or you know, each team's locker room culture is huge. And um, Atlanta, I feel like I'm not sure what their culture is. They well, they still got Nate, right? So uh, I know they definitely focus a lot on defense. Um, but outside of that, not quite sure what their locker room is like. Uh, hopefully Knox will have an opportunity. Reddish, I'm not quite sure. I don't know if this was a financial thing or, <clears throat> excuse me, or not. But I feel like Reddish, you keep seeing these moments of, potential greatness within him but it's a consistency thing with him not sure behind the lines if anything else was going on i was kind of surprised that they were so willing to let him go um with the reddish issue i think it's this thing that we talked that it was talked about him in college you know i mean his consistency his motor you know he gives it to you one game and he disappears you know, what I mean, I don't I'm not really sure, you know, real not. I mean, what environment in New York is going to make that change with him? I mean, I don't think him and um, R.J. Barrett, they both played one year at Duke. So it's not like they had this this awesome Connection. buttery. You know what I'm saying? Like he's going to he's going to make him play better and he's going to do this. So um, I'm not really sure, you know, what he brings to the table. Maybe it was a financial move to uh, maybe have that contract releasable at the end of the year so they have cap room to go after a Zion or to bring him to a New York type of – man, come on, man. I heard all kind of shit (laughs) about this dude who is a Pillbury Doughboy sitting on the bench not playing no ball. Why does his name keep coming up in anything? I have no idea. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong, but he's uh, – the best ability is availability, and he is not available. You said, "How does a team?" So, how does a team play so well? Then a better player comes back, and they shit the bed. Um, what team are you talking about? 
I wonder if he's talking about Brooklyn. Oh, he's talking they, about. Go ahead. I was wondering if he was talking about Brooklyn. Uh, I feel like just in general continuity. Uh, you got players, and we've seen it, Dane. We've played with players that we've played excellent with. Like, we know each other. We know what each other is going to do. We are, you know, and, and that makes the game so much easier. And roles change um, as well. Like, your role could change with that superstar coming back. You're not getting as many shots. A lot of times, shots are rhythm. If you don't get enough shot to catch your rhythm, then you're not going to be as successful as far as shot making. Uh, defensive rotations could be different. The superstar coming back can be a great shooter, but not a great defensive person. So they could be missing assignments on rotations, which can also affect the team. So those are just general things without, you know, putting one team out there that I can think of just off the top. All right. All right. I see what he's got, but real quick. All right, Dan, I see you go wash a nasty butt. Um, and I hear what you say, by the way, the Pacers suck. Listen, bro. You They're to supposed come. to. Hey, listen. I will back. own that. Listen, I have a new theory, bro. So make sure, Dad, you shower quickly because, I mean. Watch those calves. You know what I mean? Get those calves because <laughs> the, the one thought is all about the Pacers today. So um, now I know who, who Ben's talking about. He's talking about Golden State. Um He's not their best their best a player. Um, he's one of their best players, but he's not their best player. And and him coming back has no effect on the reason why Golden State is losing. Stormer and I discussed this yesterday when we were watching a little bit of the um the uh the game. NFL, the first NFL game yesterday. We talked so a little bit about this. Um, but yes, I think the reason of Golden State struggles is Draymond Green. You know, because I talked to him, I think we mentioned it last week that, you know, I don't think he should win it, but I think his name should be in the conversation when you talk about most valuable players. Because you see when you take him off the floor, defensive rotation slow down, people in the wrong spots. When you take him off the floor, the ball doesn't move as quickly. Steph doesn't get as clean looks off the screens as you do the off. Yeah, so. Um, and that's the other thing. Uh, Steph is in a slump. I don't know if anyone knows that or not, but I feel like ever since that, uh, ever since he started talking crazy, talking about I can get the three-point uh, record when they needed like 13 or something like that in one game, he put some bad mooju on himself, and he's been broke ever since. So Clay touches, or what does he say? So Clay touching the ball 14 times and shooting 17 shots. <laughs> Hey, that's them doing that to get him back right in the game. Yes. This is he's doing all this is for April, March, or, or May. Yeah, this, this is that's I agree. About. This is to get him <laughs> back in NBA shape, getting him ready to play. Cause he's only playing, you know what I mean, 20 minutes. You he's know what I'm saying? Him, uh, minutes and, restrictions. And he's not doing back to backs. So they're getting him back. You're gonna see a good clay when it comes. When it comes, uh, what, a month and a half going into the playoffs, that's when you're going to see him. That's when you – because you don't see him playing defense on the good players right now when he's in the game. Right. But come after the all-star break towards the end of the season, you're going to watch him switch over to guard those good guys. And that's when you're going to see Golden State really, really, really take off. I hate to say it, 
but it's going to happen. <laughs> it's yeah, going it's to happen. happen. As long as everyone stays healthy, it's going to happen. Like, I feel like you got to say that more nowadays than any. As long as everybody's healthy, because you never know. <laughs> hey, Dan said, give him seven minutes. <laughs> Please, <laughs> clean yourself, though. <laughs> hey, Big Ben, have a blessed one. I'll holler back at you, bro. Uh, thanks for following the network. Really appreciate you. I did see you over on the uh, Super Kicking It yesterday. Awesome show, bro. Uh, let's see. So, um, where were we at? That was at the goat. I mean, it went from reddish to moving on to his question. Hey, but that's cool. That took care of, uh, that took care of clay. That took care of Golden state. (laughs) Right. (laughs) That took care of a lot of things. I like it. That was awesome. Next up Lakers suck. That's all I got. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a shame that they're wasting LeBron like that, man. He is not a player you should waste. Hey, this is the first, I heard the stat this morning. This is the first time that he's been on the team that the halfway part, halfway point of the season, he's, his team is under 500 since his rookie year. Yeah. Yeah, bro. Rod, is that, who's that, Palenka out there? Michigan guy? Yeah, yeah. You know, a lot of Lakers fans don't really like Rob Palenka. And I kind of <laughs> forgot that he was a Michigan guy up until uh, – uh, I want to say because it was like, man, that name sounds really familiar. And I'm like, man, who is this guy? There was the 30 for 30. And I was like, there we go. Now I remember. <laughs> I was like, he was the dude that was mad because Jawan came and took his shit. <laughs> uh, so I got some other things. How you feel? Uh, like I know we, I feel like we kind of like the rest of the media neglect this team, but. I know a couple of weeks ago I said I was all in on Giannis, and I, I, I feel like the Bucks need their due. So how do you feel about the Bucs uh, showing why they won the championship last year this past week? Hey, listen, I'm not against the Bucs. I'm not saying the Bucs. Hey, I, I defend Giannis all the time when they talk about he needs to shoot the three. No, I, I get I that, that, but I'm just quick. talking about yeah. they're not talked about like Golden State, even the Lakers. I mean, I get it, mid mid uh, mid market, smaller market. But what I'm saying when I talk about them, but I'm going to talk about them because they deserve to be. Talking. Well, I'm a, I'm a reason. I'm gonna tell you reason why they're not talking about the Bucks right now because the Bucks are what twenty three and sixteen. Uh, here, I think I got it right here. Yeah, and that I, that's why they're not talking about the Bucks because for one, they've been in and out of the lineup. You know what I'm saying? Right. They're but just, who has it? Everybody's and, and, and who hasn't? They're bright, but they haven't. They, they have been in and out of lineup. You haven't really had anything to focus on, um, other than the fact that the re, the only other fact that I keep hearing them is you can't leave out the champs. That's all they pretty much say, unless they do things like they're doing right now, because they're not on like a huge six, seven, eight game winning streak or things like that. They're just trucking along like championship I mean, two teams games, do. They're two games behind Chicago for number one. Two games behind. They got the same wins, 27. They have Brooklyn, uh, Chicago, Brooklyn, Miami, and Milwaukee all have 27 wins right now. But I feel like they talked about uh, Philly. I mean, I get it. They had a streak. Embiid had a nice 30, uh, 30 points a game streak. Seven games uh, in a row. Yeah. 
Brooklyn. That's why they're talking about him. Nobody on the Milwaukee has done anything like that. You know what I mean? Giannis comes back. They win two games. (laughs) Yeah, Giannis comes back. They win two, three games. He sits out a couple. And not to say that he's like that. He's not one of those type of guys. But they just don't have that lineup where, like, all of these guys have had their teams where they've been forcing it to go on runs, except for Golden State. But they – but they didn't question – they didn't factor Clay in until later on anyway. So they right. went on their big run, you know, all their guys there. Phoenix went on their big run, all of those guys there. You know, uh, before Joel and B came back, Philly was sucking. Joel comes back, he hits 30 in the row, they go out. We haven't seen that for Milwaukee just yet. But I'm not worried about Milwaukee. One bit. Milwaukee's going to be – they're just going to keep – Keep hanging on. Then when everybody's ready to go. Kind of like gonna, the old school Spurs. <laughs> yes. Just keep trucking along. You keep not talking about them. And all of a sudden, they're the number two seed, number three seed. Maybe you mess around could still be the number one seed. Because if Giannis starts to play three, four, five games in a row, come on, man. And what they did to Golden State and Chicago, come on, man. Yeah. They put it on them. I ain't going to lie. I, I'm a realist. <laughs> I like Golden State players. Uh, but they got they got to put on. It <laughs> <laughs> did get to put it early on. too. It was like immediate. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, done. We're done. Yeah. <laughs> got the first. It's like uh, okay, uh, we gonna go ahead and sit down, uh, Steph. And uh, <laughs> but that goes back to his slump. Like he needs to come on out. And I feel that like shot I had selection that. with him. And I told you, and that was something else I talked to you about. Like uh, how clutch is Steph? Like. Yeah, he'll get you those, you know, in the game. But I feel like his clutchness is a question right now. Yeah, but the guy who's making the clutch plays is not playing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't have to make the shot. He might be the first guy to win. I mean, to be an all-star game since Robin to average less than 10 points and double-figure rebounds. You know what I'm saying? He averaged more assists than he does points. But he's not playing, and you can tell because the things aren't moving the way they should, and Steph's taking bad shots. Sorry, yeah. shot selection is horrible right now. So. Especially when you're not making it. Because I remember there were some shot selections that's horrible that he made. So, yeah. Confident, I, mean, I don't I was, know, maybe it's the confidence listen, thing with him. Listen, anything past 27 feet is questionable. <laughs> as a bad shot. I don't like to agree with Paul George a lot, but that's a bad shot, man. <laughs> well, there were times where he must get our seasons where he got lucky a lot, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a bad shot. And I know which one you talk about. The Pacers where he looked up and didn't know the shot clock. Yeah, that was a bad shot, bro. <laughs> it went in great. Woo-hoo, nice shot. Bad shot, bro. And who takes bad shots like that? Is Trey Young? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. What about Lillard? I mean, there's a lot of guys out there now that are pulling from. I think they're all bad shots, but I I want to pick at his a little more because of the way the shot looks. Like Steph pulls up, it looks like a shot that he was shooting from 12 feet. Dame pulls up, it looks like a shot he was shooting from 12 feet. You know what I mean? Trey Young pulls up, it looks like he's pushing that from his toenails. To get Everything in his body to get it there. Right. Those right. guys is pulling up like this is a normal free throw for me. Like, what do they call it? Steffordless. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I love it. I love it. Yes. His is not Steffordless at all. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, moving on. Um, what you got? 
Anything Grizzlies. else for any- Yeah, I got a couple things. Grizzlies. Yeah, keep going. Uh, John Morant, man, this guy right here, <laughs> he's putting on the show. Um, and I, I'm very excited to see where the Grizzlies go. Um, but John Morant is proving himself to be uh early leader of the team. Obviously, he's the leader of the team, but uh, of course, to be reckoned with. Like, I just enjoy watching this guy play. This dude is exciting, he's electrifying. Um, He's the most entertaining man in NBA entertainment basketball at the present moment. If I want to steal some wrestling uh, analogies <laughs> there. Um, I meant to mention them a little bit ago when we were talking about um, good players and teams going on streaks. Well, Memphis was the exception to that rule because there's always an exception to that rule because, you know, they went on like eight, nine game winning streak yeah. when he was hurt. Right. You know what I'm saying? So he comes back. And then they go on another win streak. You beat all of the top teams in the league. You know what I mean? So it, it's not even just him. It's the team. It's the culture. It's everything about Memphis. And hell yeah, I give him all the dap in the world for not giving that kid that with the Steph Curry jersey on. My house, son. I love it. <laughs> and what a PR move by the Grizzlies. Yeah. Great PR move by the Grizzlies. But on the court, these dudes are exciting. Right now, if you had to talk about MVP um, people conversations, yes, this can change every time that we have a show. This can change right. every week time to week. A, week, week to week. week. <laughs> but right now, is there anybody playing better in the NBA than Jean Morant? Give me a second. I mean, you can't say Joel, but you know. Oh yeah, thirty will do it, right? <laughs> we just talked about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, his, me, oh, uh, yeah. Uh, DeRozan, DeRozan. I'm sorry, I'm looking at the, the up the until they got now. blown out by by uh, somebody what two nights ago. <laughs> right. Uh, you can't forget about uh, Booker. Uh, really, that's all I'm really willing to say on air. You see, because you're looking for them. You're looking for them. Well, I'm just looking at the yet. teams. And wow. as I see the teams, I'm thinking of the players on that team. So, you know, Chicago, Brooklyn, anybody from Brooklyn, anybody from Miami. Uh, and then you go to the West, anyone from the Suns, Golden State, Memphis, Utah, Dallas, Denver. Jokic is playing well without, you know, having your full. And they thumped full... the shit out of the Lakers last night. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm thinking of anybody from there that is, you know, obviously I'm looking at your winning teams, but yeah, that's the only body right now that I see. <laughs> we just got thump like, <laughs> like I looked at the at my phone and I'm like, you know what? I ain't even turning that shit on, bro. <laughs> it's like it's not even worth it. Let's go look at this pitiful. And that's boxing. sad. And like I said, that's sad because really they are wasting one of the greatest players the game has ever seen. They're wasting. Can you imagine if those last few years Kareem played, if they weren't good teams, just like, it's like, ah, it makes it worse. Yeah, it makes it even worse. And 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 I don't think AD is going to be, they see, I mean, these analysts seem to think when AD returns, all is going to be restored. I'm not too, too... Mm, yeah, was, before he got I, hurt, they were struggling to find their identity. Yeah, 
Yeah, I'm I'm done fucking with, with talking about them, right? I guess I'm done <laughs> fucking with them. I'm done talking about them. I'm like this. You got to show me what you talk about. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, I love seeing Carmelo do this, you know, four a couple times a day. But what you doing on defense, bro? You know what I mean? What else are you doing? You know what I mean? You got Dwight Howard and uh, Jordan who played defense around the rim, but you ain't playing either one of them. So I'm questioning Frank Vogel at this point. Like LeBron, I'm – yeah, hey – I mean, do your job, LeBron, as a GM, and get you a goddamn coach. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> or players. Or maybe not sign a big contract given your – like, all that ties in, man. Go over the luxury tax. I don't know what they got to do, but they got to get a better – I feel like these one-year, 30-plus-year-old players, you might need something else. Might need another direction. Dead, why are you beating up a dead horse? We both understand that in a basketball game, you have to play both sides of the ball. I hate the phrase two-way player because in basketball, every single person on the floor is a two-way player. Some are better and some are worse. But you both, you have to play both offense and defense. So I I hate the phrase. I, I just feel like the phrase is intended to say they're good on both sides of the ball. I don't feel like, yes, obviously everyone plays both sides of the ball. It's just rather how well they play it. But when they say two-way, the way I take it is they are great offensively and they are great defensively. So it's, it's, it all depends on how you take it. Yeah, just throw the word great in there and it takes it all away. <laughs> great player on both sides of the ball. Oh, my God, we got it. <laughs> no, all right, so. Um, the last thing, no, last thing. Uh, go ahead. Uh, the rookies. Let's talk about the rookies. We got uh, – I'm just going to throw everyone's out or just like maybe top five. I might go to Vons because he's Michigan. So uh, we got Evan Mobley, Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, so we got him at 15.8 points a game, seven rebounds, two assists. For the season, 14-8, eight rebounds, two assists. And that's Evan Mobley from Cleveland. Uh, who's playing well? Surprisingly, like I don't even know what they got that they always somehow every few years are able to to turn it up. We got Kay Cunningham, uh, Detroit Pistons, seventeen points, two rebounds, six assists. Uh, Scotty Barnes, Toronto, uh, fourteen, eight, and three. Uh, oh, okay, and then Vance, uh, France Wagner. Uh, Michigan go blue. Uh, 15 What's points. What's his name? France Wagner. Wagner. Wag- <laughs> you heard me. Yes, he would him. Yeah. 15 points, four rebounds, two assists. So, uh, looking forward to that rookie game. Yeah, I'm all about Franz. You know what I mean? I mentioned him. We mentioned him a couple weeks ago as him being the player of, uh, of the month for rookies. Uh, at that 15 points, I think he's been playing well. Um, I do like Scotty Barnes in Toronto. That dude is exciting. He does it on both sides of the floor, offensive and defensive. Uh, <laughs> he's a dog, man. Scotty Barnes is a dog. Um, Kay Cunningham, unfortunately, you're in Detroit. Uh, your boy um, in the Rockets, unfortunately, you're yeah. in the Rockets. Yeah, um, uh, I just make- looked at that. Uh, yeah. Y'all make highlights. Y'all give us Jalen Green. Jalen yeah. Green. He's 15, 3, and 2. And Y'all Chris Dorte. Let's give some Pacers some love. He's 13, yes. 4, and 2. 
I like him too. He's playing, but he was making a factor in wins earlier in the season for the Pacers, um, unlike the other ones. But what I like with Franz is him and his brother, man, they're getting it in down there in the magic. I mean, Wagner <laughs> was all up. I mean, uh, uh, the old uh, Mo was all yeah. in Luca face last night, bro. Had Luca talking shit, talking about who the fuck are you? Dude, I'm Franz. I'm, I'm <laughs> Remember that. That's who I am. <laughs> Uh, Dan, neither well, I would love for both of the Pennsylvania teams to advance, but ain't neither one of us going nowhere. But I didn't pick against neither one. Let's go get it. Uh, <laughs> let's see where are we going? Um, uh, Franz rookies, I like the rookies. Uh, trade deadline, trade deadline's coming up in a couple weeks, so obviously, we're going to deal with um, trade rumors more as we um approach um, the trade deadline. Um, so, um, I think that's it for, we got for talk for NBA. Yeah. So now we go into our new section. NBA doc sports, NBA doc sports, Sunday picks. These are the games that we pick for. These are the Sunday games that we pick, uh, doing or after our show on Sundays, too many NBA games during the week for us to do it. Um, like we do with the football. So this is how we do it. We pick the Sunday games. So our Sunday games uh, for the NBA Doc Sports picks, Sunday Sunday picks, uh, text BW Sports 1 to 29022 for your free $60 in picks. All right, first game up. We have the Suns at 32 and 9 at the Pistons, 10 and 31. Phoenix is 11 and a half favorite as me picking these games about an hour and a half ago. <laughs> so yeah i definitely see phoenix winning more uh by 11 or more so i'm definitely taking the suns on that yeah i like phoenix at the 11 and a half on that as well sir this is not going to be a kind game to watch um it's going to be a very fundamental game of how the backcourt is played for these young guards in detroit um cp and db and there goes Storm. CP and DB um, are going to control the backcourt, and Aiden is going to just tear up anything inside the paint. So um, I like Phoenix in that. Game two, we got Rockets 12 and 32 at Kings 18 and 27. Sack is six point favorite in this game. Yeah, I'm, I'm going with that as well. I feel like I always like uh, the Fox kid. I always liked this game. Uh, when he came into the league. And uh, so it might be sentimental. Plus, the Kings have been playing fairly well recently, so I- I'm good with that pick with the yeah. Kings over the Rockets. I like where you're going with that on the uh, with the Kings. I also would take the Kings in this one. Darren Fox is absolutely exciting, but I like Buddy Hill. <laughs> Buddy Hill. And every time he puts up 30, which is, you know, every once in a while, I also remind that the Lakers could have gotten him instead of Russell Westbrook. Just putting it out there. Put it out in the universe. <laughs> Just Put putting it out, it out the there universe. in the universe. So I do like uh, sacking this and Buddy to have 27. Um, and the Rockets, sorry, you just suck. <laughs> it's okay. You're getting better. You know, John Wall, you're not going to get him back either. So just let it go. Game three, we have 
the Warriors at 31 and 11, Timberwolves at 20 and 22, Minnesota five and a half favorite in this one. Obviously, uh, you know why. I think, but to be honest, I think I'm going to take uh, the Timberwolves on this. Uh, I feel like Steph's still in the slump. Uh, I'm not sure if uh, is uh, Draymond back this game. Listen, this is a clear bet for Toronto. I mean, for the Timberwolves. Steph's out. Draymond's out. Uh, Gary Payton the third, which they need to stop calling this man the mitten. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I understand it though, and it's not really a knock. It's a sad that it's a mitten, but you know your dad's the glove. You the you. Uh... <laughs> if my man, no. <laughs> he, can a, he can have a marketing opportunity. You go out there and put his face on some mittens out there for the kids. <laughs> Mittens for the kids. Do it for the kids. <laughs> no, so with all those people out, yeah, I'm definitely going Minnesota. Anthony Edwards is outstanding. And this is an opportunity. Ooh, you know what? I changed my mind. I'm going to take the Warriors because they're in Minnesota. Andrew Wiggins. I'm going to take Tim. I'm going to take the Warriors in this one. And I think Andrew Wiggins puts up 30 plus. Okay. We will see. We will see. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna stir up the pot a little bit. You know what I mean? Stir it up. Stir, stir it up. up. You know what I mean? There's some, I left y'all for a reason. You know what I'm saying? Yo. All right. Last game of the night. Jazz 28 and 14. Um, the Laker Thumping Nuggets 22 and 19. Uh, Utah has the four and a half favorite. Uh, I think I'm gonna go with the Nuggets just simply because they're at home. That makes sense. I like the way the Nuggets is playing, but I'm actually going to go with the Jazz with the Spider Mitchell and Ellen's own Michael Conley Jr. <laughs> that is the only reason why I'm picking them. You know that, right? Right. Well, I could have went with uh, Eric Gordon for Houston, but no. The Kings are still going to get him. But you're still you're, you're still betting your money, so you're not yeah, going with right. Eric Gordon. <laughs> So um, there we have it for our um, new section, um, Doc Sport NBA Doc Sports picks Sunday picks. I'll get it right one of these days. Hey, you um, got Did you write down what we picked? We got to keep a running tally on how we do. I it. did so, not. I, I did not. But I think the only game we did not pick that was the same. No, we split the first two. Uh, we saw we were the same. We both picked the Suns and the Kings. And then and I did Timberwolves. I, and I went Warriors. Warriors. And I went Nuggets. And you went Jazz. Jazz. I'm going to have to do that on my dry erase board over here. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, I got a dry erase board. All right. So let's finish this off. Uh, Storm, you're up. The Eye of the Storm. Uh, Eye of the Storm. I'm going to talk a little bit about MLK, man. MLK Day is coming up. Uh, great man. Uh, he wasn't a perfect man, but he still did great things. Uh for people, um, definitely African-Americans, this the civil rights era. I feel like he's a person that should not be forgotten. Uh, he did a lot in uh, where we are uh, this day and age. So I just want to give a shout out to MLK for the eye of the storm. That is awesome. And I, I sentiment that. I think I'm going to ride up and down MLK tomorrow a couple times. <laughs> during the day, during the day. 
Damn right during the day. Hey man, why is every MLK yeah, street in every know. city in the hood, even know. if the one in the, the whitest city, it is always the poorest part of the I don't like it, man. Put MLK in somewhere. Carmel. <laughs> Fishers. <laughs> Noblesville. That is absolutely uh, but yeah, it's still a prayer. You want to keep that. If you don't learn from the past, you're destined to repeat. Uh, the mistakes in the future. So we have to keep learning from all of these things that were taught from us, from uh, Dr. King and other persons. It was great to see the son working on those items for his school project and him learning these things and, and feeling uh, proud about half of his heritage and things like that. So um, that was really cool. So keep those things in. All right. So now we're going to move to the one good thing. All right, here we go. Pacer fans. The one good thing is for you guys. So I was watching football, uh, talking football with the wife today, you know, about ownership, you know, because of the shit that went on with um, Miami and firing Brian Flores, you know, the black coach who um, was blindsided. Pretty much the whole league was blindsided by his firing down in Miami for no apparent reason. And so the conversation was about how ownership and coaches and management should all be on the same page to get to an end goal. You know what I mean? So when, and I feel that the owners, their position should be this. I hire these people to put people in position to make my team win. I hire a general manager to hire the people that my coach needs for his philosophy to win. I don't hire a coach to fit my GM. I should hire a coach. I hire a GM to fit the coach because the coach coaches the players. The coach should go to the GM and say, this is what I need for my system. You go out and get it. And the owners put these position, these people in position, right? So if you fire GMs for not doing their job and you fire coaches for not doing their job and you release and trade players for not doing their job, why can't we do the, thing, the same for ownership when they're not doing their job? I say that for the Pacers. We keep getting rid of GMs. We keep changing coaches. We keep rotating players because why? Ownership does not want to spend the money to make this a winning organization. So why don't we just get rid of the damn owners of the organization? Bring somebody in here who wants to win. This is a basketball state, hence state of basketball. This is a basketball city. We might have a great and we might have a winning football team at times, but this city and this state is 100% basketball. So why are you not putting the best product that you can for the representative, the representing state of this great sport of basketball? Just think if I was actually a Pacer fan, how shitty would I would be right now? <laughs> I'm just saying, that's the one thought. Simons, you're on notice. Hashtag. BW Sports One. But just be careful because new ownerships can move the team too. Yeah. That's part can. of this capitalistic uh hey, but here environment we in. When you own something, you can do what you want. And yeah, but unfortunately, here's the thing. what they want is just to make a little money and not really winning isn't necessarily part of their business plan right now. Well, their malls suck and they're closing and they're run down. So you might want to put more money into the team. Now you can make some more money. But they but, still own land, so that's yeah, prime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
But listen, listen, here, here, you know what I mean? No, nah, man, I'm done with them. I'm I'm over the place. <laughs> no. Cause you but here's the key. There's a little thing in the NBA. You and the NFL is real bad at it. You can bring in a new owner, but unless the league say you can move that team, that team ain't going nowhere. <laughs> you bring all the owners you want. How long have they been trying to move Sacramento? Unless the league say you can move Sacramento, Sacramento ain't going nowhere. I'm pretty confident they like Indianapolis, right? I mean, Indiana Pacers right where they're at. Hope so. Me too. But anyway, that means that we can go to the uh, the Fort Wayne Fury game. <laughs> or the Mad Ants. That's it. That's all I got for the one good thing. That's it. That's the one good thing. I don't know if it's good for them, but it's good for me. I, you got to get it off your chest as a Pacers fan. It's very, very frustrating. Believe me, I've been living this life for 40-some years, so uh, I'm there. And I was young, coming up, didn't understand. Then when I got to understand, it made it even more frustrating knowing that they're not going to go over that luxury tax, not one cent, just so they can receive money from all the other teams that go over the luxury tax. I'm getting angry all over again. Sorry. <laughs> no, so that's what we got, man. Thanks for joining us today. We appreciate all of you um, hanging out with Big Storm, uh, myself, the State of Basketball. Uh, this is uh, a BW Sports 1 original podcast production. So um, if you want to see any of our shows uh, from the past or any of the other network shows in the past, uh, go ahead and jump on our YouTube channel. You can catch all this stuff. Hit us on the, on the website, uh, bwsports1.com. And if you are, where is my notes? There it is. If you are looking for any business opportunity with us, um, any social media pages, voiceover, video, or auto editing, visual, or auto projection, broadcasting, live promotion, or anything of that nature, get at us. Because you would love to hear this voice promote your product. So holla at us. Uh, Info.bwsports at gmail.com. For the big man in the middle, me, BW Sports 1. State of basketball, we out. Enjoy your Sunday. Hoop it up. Zero, zero. Buccaneers, Eagles. <laughs>